right. Welcome back, everybody. Fresh Chicks Podcast, Russo and Felice. Took the week off last week. Had to prepare. We'll discuss about NASCAR and Richmond. That's one of the topics. But across from me, as always, coming in hot, man, myth, legend himself, Nick Felice. Nick, how you doing? It's been a been pretty much a, over a week since I've seen you anyway. So. Spoiler, Paul. <laughs> yeah, you spoiled to the people that we were talking NASCAR and... Uh, that's all right, but uh, <laughs> uh, Papa Paul, all I gotta say to you is yes, I haven't seen you in a while, but what are your thoughts on snow? One hundred percent chance tomorrow. Yeah, not not a fan, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, but um, hey, you know I should have stayed in Richmond. <laughs> it will it will melt in a day. <clears throat> not the point. Not the point. But how can we? How can I start with that when I see this lovely jersey you're wearing? Yeah. So for a while I've been on the hunt for Willie a Willie Stargell jersey. I was gonna say if 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 it was a Colin Moran jersey, Paul, those are in the garbage. You can find them anywhere around Pittsburgh, <laughs> your nearest dumpster. But no, but the Willie Stargell jerseys are pretty hard to find. People love them, and uh, I finally was able to snag one last week. And also shout out, shout out to my guy Pops. One of my favorite old retro old school players, whatever you want to call it. So, um, I really want it to be like the yellow one, but beggars aren't going to be choosers on my end with this. So, I'll take he I'll take the black pullover. So, yes, good human, good player. Um, one of the guys, one of the few guys in history I'd love to go back in time just to see play because he's one of like only. I think he's the only player to actually hit it out of Forbes Field. Like the property, not obviously people hit home runs there. But Forbes Field had um, before Three Rivers for Pittsburgh. Um, either way, Forbes Field had a really long distance outfield uh, wall. <laughs> uh, but Willie was one of like the only guys to actually clear the whole entire property. So you got that. I think he's got two of the four home runs I've ever cleared Dodger Stadium. So, I mean, it, he got pop. <laughs> yeah, my dad's favorite player is still Clemente, but he used to, since he was a lefty, he used to imitate Willie Stargell's swing. Yeah, I remember uh, the one summer playing softball with your dad and definitely uh, looking back on it, so a bit, a little bit of similarities there. <laughs> yeah, it was idle. But, so. uh, yeah, you know, hats off. And, uh, yes, yeah. this is a Pirates NASCAR show. Hopefully, people are still tuned in. Uh, I hope you are. But uh, yeah, yeah, you, you're you're the host here. <laughs> We're co-hosts, but you're the director, I should say. The oh, producer. You're the producer. But um, I'm just and- the Kevin Millar of the show. <laughs> um, okay, NBA. Um, your Knickerbockers, Nick. We'll discuss them What's a the little bit. What's the score right now? I think they're at halftime. I know they're at half. Well, they were at half anyway. I'm guessing they aren't anymore. Yeah, they're the best team I've ever seen. Uh, obviously, the MLB, and then we'll discuss on NASCAR and Richmond, which is where I was. Got my new Bubba hat for hopefully the next few years here with 23-11. You got so. any pictures? I do. I okay, do. Cool. I, didn't, I didn't really upload them, obviously. But, um, Knicks are up nine. End of it, was pretty, it was pretty exciting. So... Um, if there is any breaking MOB news, we will be the first yeah, well, to break it. If we have a knack for that. Anyway, though, the NBA, we're officially in the playoff push period for the yeah. for the association. 
Um, the main thing now is you have a lot of teams trying to avoid the dreaded play-in. Um, Mark Cuban so desperately wanted it, now doesn't want it. The Lakers are in jeopardy of falling into it. Um, Miami, for instance, also in trouble of falling into it. But then there's teams like the Knicks who, you know, I said before we knew that there was officially a play-in. I said that I, I felt like they were possibly an eight seed, you know, sneak themselves in seven or eight. It's not like that roster's mm-hmm. bad. You did. And mm-hmm. y'all know where they were at? Floating right at seven or eight right now in a big, big, big standing game going on right now against the Hornets. So They're actually floating around four, five, and six. But, you know, I get your point seven and eight right there. I mean, everybody's floating. If you're, if you're floating at four, five, yeah, and six, I just want, you're floating I just want at people, seven and I don't want eight. people to, to hear this and think, oh, they're just outside the plane, the buys. They are in the buys right now. And, yes, Paul did call it. He also did call it the New Jersey Devils in the Stanley Cup Finals this year. But uh, No, I didn't. I'm pretty sure you did. I said Islander. No, I said Bruins probably. I, actually. I, I think Bruins or Islanders are what I where's, said. Where's Reality? Roll the tape. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're playing well. I, I don't know if they'll ever lose again. Uh, <laughs> but, yes, when this playing game was put in, yes, it was put in for Zion Williamson. There's no doubt about that. But now that it's put in, it that's, is. That's future Knickerbocker, yep, Zion Williamson. Don't doubt about four years from now because uh, RJ ain't going to New Orleans. Uh, but. It is put since it's put in place, it does make the playoff race a little bit more exciting. You're thinking, well, nobody cares about the 10 seed. Yeah, nobody does care about the 10 seed, but now people are fighting for the 6 seed. So the 5 6 seed teams are now in the conversation in the last weeks of the regular season to get that six, top 6 by. Because you don't want to be in the playing game because 7 8. You have to lose twice. You have to lose once in two games, uh, nine and ten. You're done after one loss. So it's a lot of pressure to be in that play-in game, playing rounds. So I think, yeah, it does make every other team try to play more in the regular season. Little do we see, doesn't seem to be affecting on the teams. There's still a bunch of teams that don't play their players. The Nets are a perfect example. They are playing the Philadelphia Sixers. And they are not playing any of their guys. Kyrie even sits. And they I guess they just don't care about the number one seed whatsoever. So that's a totally different story. But I think it's in the long run, if they keep this playing game, you will see teams playing their players more because people don't want to be in that playing round. So you got to get that top six by. So I like it. I know it's only been in place because of Zion. I'm sorry, you Zion fans out there. He's not going to be in the postseason once again, as R.J. Barrett, the rightfully better player, will be. So enjoy that. Um, and John Morant, once again in the postseason again. Yeah, the playing, he played one playing game last year, but still more postseason games than Zion's played. So... Just saying, and they put some players on that team this year. Got a new coach. New Orleans is a mess. But don't worry, in four more years, you'll get your next Anthony Davis and your next Zion. So that's what I got to say about New Orleans. Thank you for the playing round, Zion, but sucks you're not going to be there. 
The Knicks, on the other hand, have a great opportunity because tomorrow night, it's looking like the Hawks and Knicks might win tonight. You might see the biggest Hawks-Nick game in NBA history tomorrow night. So check that out. It's going to be a great game. I'm excited. Julius Randle needs some more love. R.J. Barrett definitely needs some more love. But, Paul, your Miami Heat right there. They got to get that top six. And I think regardless who loses tomorrow, Hawks-Knicks, that's going to help the Heat. So. Yeah, I mean, the Heat have been uh, the, the team of struggle recently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They did beat the Nets. Yeah. And the Nets magically have James Harden out with, uh, or, well, extended because he had a setback, a.k.a. he had, he caught the South Beach flu, so. (laughs) He couldn't, he could not go, but. Not to get off topic, but no, he went. Yeah, I know, he, I know. He he could not go, he had to go. Oh, I seriously. Yeah, he could not, he had to go. Did you see, not to get off topic here, but did you see what Windhorse reported about the All-Star game? No. 150 players ended up going to South Beach over the All-Star break. Brother. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Yeah, the That's Heat. It. We're, we're, we're in an interesting spot. Seven right now. Jimmy's hurt, hurting. Um, just we can't shoot good right now. We can't do a lot of things good right now, but hey. The only thing about that playing around the yeah. East, because uh, most likely it's looking like Brooklyn and... Sixers might be the one and two. Mm-hmm. It's almost kind of in a scenario because you know Brooklyn's going to play their players when the playoffs come. It's almost in a scenario, weird scenario if you are like the Knicks or the Heat and you have to play as the seven or eight. It's mm-hmm. almost like you uh, want to lose that first game and then win. I know it's it's risky, but yeah. lose that first one because you end up playing the Nets in the first round mm-hmm. and lose it. And then with the next one, you have to play the Sixers. Regardless, you're going to have to play a decent team. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather play the Sixers than the Nets. Right now, as a Knicks fan, I want... I don't know what you're talking about. I think I'd rather play the Nets. I mean, Kyrie might get his you know, get his feelings hurt and need to take three weeks it would off. It would be a hell of a series with the uh, Russo brothers, you know, big Nets Heat fan, but... I mean, Kyrie took another personal whatever because Dennis Schroeder hurt his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but... Regardless of what's going on there, I, as a Knicks fan, I'm just focused on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I want the 4-5. Don't care. I mean, I do care if we get the 4 because then you get home court in that first round. Don't really care who we're going to play. Probably the Celtics or the Heat. I still don't think the Hawks are going to be there. And I want to be on the side of the Sixers. I want the Nets and the Bucks on the other side. We'll meet you in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm thinking high, but hey. About to win our seventh in a row if we can pull out this win over the Hornets tonight. So, good times. In New York, Thibodeau might win Coach of the Year without winning Coach of the Month. We'll see what happens. He probably might win Coach of the Month this year because they've gone on a big Mm -hmm. winning streak. So, watch out for that. April, Coaches of the Month. The other probably biggest piece of news to occur, though, over the past couple weeks in the NBA... um, Dwayne Wade buying a stake in the Utah Jazz. Surprise. Um, Well, I mean, yes and no. So I remember the part. I mean, people were surprised at the time. Well, you know, when it came out over the weekend. He said no to the Heat ownership stake opportunity. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, that happened during his retirement tour year that it happened. Like, of course, as a player, you're going to at the time say no. Um. You know, that being said, the Utah thing provides a pretty interesting um, opportunity. It's a team that 
allegedly maybe going on the market anyway. Um, and a team that has a very interesting um, culture about it. Is he still working at TNT? Yes. He is. But, I mean, Shaq has a stake in the Kings and still, you know, works at TNT. So, it's weird. Sports are weird like that because, like, even in NASCAR you have, like, for instance, you know, Brad Doherty, who obviously is a co-owner of, you know, a race team, has his name literally in it, JTD Doherty Racing, and he does analyst stuff for NBC. So, I mean, yeah, back when ESPN, I mean, Rusty Wallace was one of their lead analysts, and he had his own uh, Xfinity team, Rusty Wallace Racing at the time. So, um, it's not, like, unheard of. I'll put it that way. It's not unheard of. Anyway. Anyway, Utah, though, has this really interesting culture, obviously. only The only pro uh, Big Four team in Utah. Um, obviously, fairly big, contradicting of uh, spectrum, culture-wise. The NBA to uh, predominantly all Mormonism <laughs> of Utah. And it's an it's a interesting... Um, you know, to put it bluntly, racial area of the country. Utah's fairly white. Um, obviously, the NBA is predominantly African American slash minority. So, and the, obviously, you know, knowing Dwayne Wade's background the way we do uh, with his daughter, um, and honestly, the way he was pre, you know, pre kids, his viewpoints. You know, it's an interesting combo uh, going on with the Jazz, but I think it provides an excellent opportunity for Dwayne because obviously this opens the door. Uh, this is it's not like the Jazz are a poorly run franchise or a poor franchise. In fact, I think in the past fifth or no forty years, because that's when they officially kind of moved to Utah after their first few years in New Orleans. They're like <clears throat> the fifth best like win percentage team or something like that, um, or maybe it's like the fifth most wins as a franchise. Obviously, you know the years with you know Dad Ball, Stockton, and um, <laughs> Carl Malone. Uh, they've had that, but you know even in our lifetime, you know the only really down years that they really technically had were kind of like those early two thousand ten teams where you know really all you had was Gordon Hayward. And the occasional Al Jefferson kind of showing up. Um, so it's almost a perfect opportunity for Dwayne, I think. You know, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, obviously, because, you know, um, for, like I said, as good as Utah is, you know, they, they do end up becoming a little bit of an afterthought. I mean, they're technically the best team in the West this year at the it's moment. Good team to take over. I mean, it, yeah, and that, that, that's the key thing in this. It's not like they're a, a poor franchise by any means. So it, it, it's an interesting dynamic. Yes, it's a good team. Sure. It's a good team for Dwayne Wade to take over. Um, there is no jazz in Utah. <laughs> I mean that that's true. I mean I don't think anything can stay open past like eleven at night or something. Yeah, it's like not that. my type, not my cup of tea of a city, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Barclays at midnight, like you said. Um, uh, it's a good team. Uh, I don't know if it's a championship team, but we'll see. Dwayne Wade's only been there a few weeks, so you know it's always interesting when a guy that never plays for a team. And then just takes them over, like mm-hmm. Michael Jordan with the Hornets. You know, Shaq never played for the Kings, right? No. 
Yeah, so it's always interesting. It's just, you know, it's not about the history of their career. It's about uh, wanting to do something new with their career. And so happens Dwayne Wade's taking it with Utah. And it's a good team. Um, we'll see what happens. I, I'm not sure how you judge an owner. How do you judge an owner compared to, like, a coach and a GM? I mean, I don't know. It's weird. I think it depends by sport mm-hmm. in a way. I mean, obviously, we'll start with the owner's side. I mean, obviously, in the NBA, this is a perfect example of the worst sports owner you could have in Donald Sterling. Um. GM-wise, you could make the case probably the best as well. In, well, one of the best, at least in sports history. Guys like Pat Riley or R.C. Buford. Um, I thought you were going to say David Griffith. Well, David Griffith actually is good. I mean, um, he, He's, you talk about a guy who is, knows how to get small market teams at least competitive. And if you actually want to go back in the way back machine, uh, guy for the Knicks. All-time great player turned all-time great GM, in my mind, Dave DeBusher. So, um, you know, the NBA the NBA is kind of like always ahead, maybe ahead of the curve in a sense. If you judge Michael Jordan How, as much because it, Charlotte has not been very successful with him there. Um, What do you mean by judge? Like, like is he talking? not doing a good job? So, he's not doing a good job... I'll say this, he's gotten better at this as time has gone on. But Michael Jordan should be Michael Jordan is a, an exception rather than the rule in this sense. Former players, whether they become owners or coaches or front office people, tend to not be good because they don't like they see they like they're so good that they expect, you know, player X to just pick up a basketball and shoot. Or prime example of this really is Magic Johnson when he was head coach for the Lakers in like the '96 season for like 13 games and resigned because of how awful he was. Like Magic Johnson was expecting Nick Van Exel to pick up a basketball. And be Magic Johnson. Mm. He wasn't, like, teaching them anything. And the thing about, especially the really successful ones, say a Jordan or a Magic Johnson, is they expect to be so good so quick that they don't allow room for, like, any wiggle room. Like, think about when Jordan came in, bought the Hornets. They went through, I think, like, three head coaches in, like, a five-year span or something like that. Like, that's just not not conducive. Like, you're not going to be able to build anything. You're not, you know, going to – I mean, think about this. Brett Brown was head coach at Charlotte. Fired. Um, uh, What's-his-face who's in Orlando now? Gifford. Uh, got fired after, like, a year and a half, two years. Right? I mean, now they got what's-his-face in from the Spurs, from the Popovich tree, and they're allowing him to do his thing, and it's kind of showing. But – I mean, think about that. You you burn through two coaches who have gone on to be successful elsewhere for sure because they just couldn't get it done. At, or, well, they couldn't get it done in your eyes. But think about what they've done elsewhere, right? Brett Brown, we know, built the Sixers into what they are now, even though they're now coached, obviously, by Doc Rivers. And Gifford, I mean, 
I mean, this year, I don't know what the deal was with the Magic, but it got the Magic back to being at least a playoff team. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's a tough place to judge because they just they expect so much and don't allow for, obviously, the mistakes to happen. So, I don't know. It, it, it's weird. It, it's a tough judgment area, uh, personally. All right. So that'll be interesting with Dwayne with Utah because, but like I said, I mean, it's not like Utah's a bad franchise. You know, they 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 have been successful in the Just past. No championships. Know. Yeah. And sometimes in the NBA, that's what you're judged on. But it's tough in this current climate to be. You know, only a few teams can win. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Nick. Let's move over to the MLB side of things. We're two weeks into the season at this point. Have you seen a strikeout yet? Uh, a lot of strikeouts. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we have some surprising division leaders, teams that I bought into, admittedly, at the start of the year. I, want, I, want, I don't know, know how you want to start, but I want to start with you talking about the Yankees. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, so the Yankees are obviously struggling Which, bad. They win tonight? They're winning 2-1 to one right now. <laughs> I don't know what this Yankees team deal is. Um, I don't know why Boone is afraid to try anything different. Even when he does try something different. <clears throat> Top nine, three one Yankees. When they do try something different, like it's about the most ridiculous thing ever, like the opener situation last Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I I compared this team specifically the pitching to the two thousand five team at this. Flopped on their face miserably, you know, overall. Um, and, you know, obviously it's early on. The 05 team didn't get off to this bad of a start. But, I mean, this is, I think they lost in the ALDS to the Angels that year. And, like, they just had no, they, they should have, in all honesty, should have smoked the end. And they just didn't. The pitching didn't show. Offense didn't show. And that's what's happening right now. I mean, bo- both are struggling so bad that they can't help each other. Um, you know, the only good starting arm right now, obviously, is Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's doing Garrett Cole things. You know, just, just the that. only the only player giving you good really at-bats on offense consistently at the moment is Ben Gio Urshela. Well, and DJ. DJ LeMahieu, obviously, has been able to do his thing. But, like, and, like, this is the thing. Like, I was listening to a podcast coming back up from Richmond yesterday, and... If you can single single out a guy like Gary last year and Bencham last year, you can do that with some of the guys here just to try and get a spark going. Um, I said this from the jump. Glaber's not the answer at shortstop. He's a second baseman at this point. He's having too many just mental error mental errors to turn into actual fielding errors at shortstop. And offensively, he's just he's bad right now. He's not getting good at bats, not getting good swings, not getting good contact on the ball, you know. And it's showing. I mean, I don't know what else really about this team you can kind of do, but you need to shake up You need to shake up the batting order other than having Brett Garner be your three-hitter for some damn reason. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They're not going to be able to compete the AL East if they keep this up. They just can't. They rely too much on the long ball, and they can't do the fundamentals right. And what are your thoughts on Brett Gardner? He's kind of showing his age. I mean, I didn't want him back. We had no reason to bring him back, <laughs> and we brought him back. 
<laughs> you want to know what's funny about the age thing? So obviously Javier was retired. You know, so I'm saying closetly extremely good career. Like, I don't think people realize how good Javier was at his peak. Um, so like he retires at the end of the game Sunday, and apparently Boone was like trying to convince him not to retire. Like, but Jay's just like, I'm too bad. Like, I shouldn't even be playing in the first place. Like, <laughs> so Jay Bruce effectively took himself out of the lineup for the sake of <laughs> humanity, if you want to call it that. So I don't know. This, this, the, the team is, this is an interesting, it was a crossroad year anyway for the team. But now this is, you're, we're, we are coming up on an interesting. So I'm assuming Tyon pitched good tonight? Yeah, that's the way it seems. Obviously, you know, he's coming back. Oh, he hasn't really pitched in about a year and a half, two years. So, um, he's still trying to get his bearings about him. Pitch for what, five innings? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know, Nick. This Yankee team's very, <laughs> uh, they're not confusing anymore, but they're very mind, you know, messing around with, and it is what it is. Um, yeah, I'm a little. A little surprise, you know. I've, I think I'm 0 3 betting the Yankees this year. Uh, I've done a money line, I've done a minus one and a half. I just don't understand how they can't beat the Rays, especially the Rays. I don't think they're that good this year. I think they're, I think they're all right, but I don't. Glassnow's good, and they had a shot to beat Glassnow the other night, the other day, but that was the day I took a minus one and a half and I was like I think they're going to win this day they're going to beat Glassnow and it didn't happen Glassnow still didn't have the good stuff but uh, shocking I think I think it's more shocking that the Yankees are. I think it's more shocking that the Red Sox bounced back the way they did after that first series than the Yankees struggling they are like now them and surprisingly the Mariners or the top teams in the American League right now. Well, I'm not surprised the Red Sox offense is as good as it is, but the pitching is what surprised me so far with them. Mm. And, you know, then you got the Royals playing good, but I it's predicted they'd be good. Huh? I did predict that they'd be good. Mm-hmm. You also said the Devils in the Stanley Cup Finals. No, I did I said Islanders. Um, we're for reality. Reality. Roll the tape. Where's our... Where's our... Uh, uh, Mail this. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, I, I mean, it's so early still. Uh, I saw some lady on MLB Network today. I think it was Alana Rizzo saying how she's so surprised the Giants are only two and a half back on April 20th. They're like, calm down. It's April 20th. Talk to me in June. You got you got to really you got to take the months by months in baseball. You got to see where your team's at after a month and then another month. And then really around the end of July, you know, the trade deadline at that time, that's when you really got to start saying who's the contenders and who's not. And that's a while away. So it's really early to start really judging teams or saying, oh, the Royals are going to be good. Oh, the Yankees are going to be bad. It's too early. You can turn it around so quickly. And, um, you know, speaking of quickly, what a game, what a game by Emmanuel quickly. Like, can, we just, can we just throw that in there? <laughs> uh, but, you know... Pirates are surprisingly not terrible, terrible after their you know one and five start. They've actually come on a little bit. And haven't lost a series since. Uh, always nice to beat those Brewers. I uh, can't wait to play the Cardinals. Beat them. Uh, Cubs are terrible. Well, I but while we're in the Central, I do want to discuss something 
with you. I have it sort of alluded to here with the early beef, but like we got some early beefs going on. What are your thoughts on those? Yeah, that's baseball. I mean, you always well, yeah, but this is like a different like type. Like I, you have a what I call a collision course of different. Talk about the Cardinals Reds. Well, you have Cardinals Reds. You have Dodgers Padres. Yep. You know. Yep. And it's not so much Dodger Padres, but it's like Kershaw just getting yeah. pissed off. That, I did not like you know. to see what the Yankee fans did the other night there in front of the Well, neither do I. That's the, the, just dip, the people who do that are dipshits. Yeah, I like, didn't like to see that because I think they want to raise Yankees' rivalry, like, uh, you know, you know, brawn like those teams, but we'll see if it happens. Um, I, one thing I don't like is the new red the Reds play-by-play guy. A little, little too biased. I know it's your network, but that guy is the absolute worst. I just wanted to throw that out there. If you watch well, it, I mean, I don't know if I think Tom Brenneman's a bit worse, but <laughs> Tom Brenneman was bad. But have you heard this guy? This guy. Is I feel bad. like I take homerism over homophobicism, but that's <laughs> yeah, true. That's just his opinion. But I'm just talking about baseball, and this guy is biased. Do not watch our Cincinnati Reds game on their channel. Just saying, but. uh yeah, I'm enjoying it. First couple weeks, not bad. You know, I I like to catch a game. We're still going to a game, Paul. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> we'll we'll discuss that in the next segment a little bit, I feel like. <laughs> Are we, uh, we going to a Syracuse Sky Chiefs game? I mean, I hope. I don't know what it's going to be. Syracuse I don't know Mets, what, right? Yeah, I don't know how that's going to be, though, this year. How they're doing like the tickets for like that, though. You know what I mean? Maybe the Red Wings. Well, yeah, but they're in the same thing with, with the Mets. I don't know how they're doing tickets, so. <laughs> but I want to go. Like, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> they're starting here I, soon. I need to go to a baseball game. <laughs> they're starting here soon. You get your dome dog. <laughs> At MVT Bank Stadium. <laughs> it's close enough. They'll have the dome dogs there. Yeah, Syracuse got to get To be fair, they're probably the same. Like <laughs> the Good hot dog, you know. You Hoffman or Zwiggle or uh, Zweigel's guy? Aye. I don't have a preference, but... Sure. Say it. Cause anarchy across the land. I'm going to say Hoffman. Wow. I just knew it was the other one because I never heard of a Zweigel whenever you just said it. Have you heard of a Zweigel before? I don't know. Man. It's a hot dog. They're my favorite dogs. You get the Texas Reds that pop when you grill them. Oh, ah, I don't care. Tremendous. Hot dog. Goes down in two seconds. But... Whoa. <laughs> I eat hot dogs I, fast. Clearly. <laughs> I eat hot dogs fast. One one special talent, before we get as we get off topic here, one special talent I do have. I'm giving I, you the solo camera on this one. <laughs> I, I, I definitely could pursue professional eating. I would, you know, I wouldn't be Joey Chestnut. I'm not saying I'm that good. But I am one of the fastest eaters you'll ever see. I don't know if you've ever seen me, Paul. I, I, I have. You tend to eat super quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I do have a talent that I do not pursue. I am officially retired from the professional eating game. Never got into it. Uh, but but you're retiring from it right now. Yeah, <laughs> I am a two-time Buffalo Wild Wings, Blazing Wings true. champion. I was with you so, the one time. Yeah. You know what? One of these times I'll, I'll do an eating contest. Like official, not just a blaze. I want to go against somebody. Because I feel like I would, I, I would do pretty well. I... I would, one thing, one if it was one Pacific, uh, Pacific, <laughs> one food that I think I would absolutely dominate is probably uh, the Swiss roll ho hos. You remember those? Yeah. 
absolutely dominant. I would I would get three boxes down in probably ten minutes. There was a student at Minders who I will leave nameless for the sake of anonymity, and I don't know if they would be proud of it. But used to eat. Remember the Jello cups, mm-hmm. like not the ones that like school gave you, the ones that like came in like the snack pack container that you could eat. Like bring from home, this person could inhale a Jello cup in like under like two seconds. Wow! Like, stuff. like it was like mesmerizing watching this individual do that. <laughs> that is impressive stuff. I ate, a, I ate a Hostess cupcake in like seven seconds one time, but that's my claim to fame. <laughs> that's good, man. I'm proud of you as a professional eater. Uh, <laughs> uh, but hot dogs, I could definitely do hot yeah. dogs. I could do hot dogs. I I've never done it. But if we do the ten minute the ten minute challenge there of uh, the hot dogging contest they do on Fourth of July, I bet you I could get. You have to retrain your ten minute challenge body there. <laughs> I bet you I could get seventeen in ten minutes. Hmm. Seventeen with the buns. With the buns, I have to be the hungriest I'll ever be. I have to be like I haven't eaten in a, a, over a day. I'd have to be starving. I think I get seventeen down in. I don't know. They say that like they'll like starve themselves a little, not starve themselves, but like they'll like eat. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure they're that... the best. I'm just an amateur. Clearly, but seventeen. How many do you think you could get in ten minutes? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably five or six. <laughs> seventeen. You know what? Fourth of July is coming up. We're gonna do it. We're gonna go live from there. That's what, that will be our episode. When is it? July 4th is a Monday or a Sunday this year. Okay, special Sunday edition of the Fresh Takes podcast. I don't even remember what I was talking about. What are we on? Baseball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, why would I talk about that? Is hmm. Reality. Hot, roll, roll baseball, hot back. dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's really all I have for baseball, Paul. I mean... That's fair enough. You want us to move on to the final topic, then? Yeah, I want to see these picks. I, uh, I definitely do. Picks? What are you talking about? They have pictures. I don't have pictures. Oh, I thought you had pictures. Well, I have pictures on my phone, but I don't have them you up. Can't hop on your Facebook real quick. I'll, I'll talk to. They're them. not on my Facebook either. What's going on? You know did you thing? not go? You know what, if you did not post it on social media, did you not go? The only thing I posted from the weekend is Waffle House from yesterday. <laughs> Unbelievable. My bad. <laughs> you know what? Next next show. You've shown them anyway. Real quick. Okay. Deal. Anyway, <laughs> first time back in the track since August of 2019. Part of me never thought I'd make it back. Being honest. Oh, come on. You always there was that little, was always no, no. The there's that little unknown part of you at like the start of all this, of the pandemic, where you're just like, damn, like we're not going to be able to go anywhere anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I made it. I'm extremely lucky that, um, Nick Tabar and Maggie were able to come down from Cleveland. Um, Those are Paul's friends. Yes. College um, friend. And well, she's not your college friend, right? She's just I mean, she... I, I call her a friend. Did she go to your college? Somewhere? Yeah. Okay, so your yeah. college friend. She went to Gannon. Tell her and, that's how her and Nick met. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> Thought it was just a you know, hometown girl. She's from like outside of Pittsburgh. He's from outside of Cleveland. <laughs> I didn't know the backstory, Paul. Continue. <laughs> but they will come down for the cup race on Sunday. Um, they enjoyed it, I think. 
But um, yeah, first time seeing the truck series in person since 2004. Trucks. The trucks. The they, tough they trucks. They were there? Yeah. They were the uh, satellite a, race on Saturday. You said there was no minor league. Xfinity. Well, yeah, that's because you just oh, you, you forget about the trucks all the time, Nick. So the trucks... Nick, I don't want to start But your other Richmond here. trips, the trucks weren't there? The trucks were there this trip. <laughs> but your other Richmond trips, they weren't. No, this is the first time they've raced at Richmond in like 15 years. So it was the Xfinity that was there. The other times, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was Infinity this week? Where were they? Off. Oh, they're too busy, huh? Doing other things. Anyway, how was the trucks? Nick, if I don't. <laughs> trucks were fun. Um, were they riding people's asses? Because <laughs> I hate that. Jeez. You know, trucks sometimes on the road, just oh, get Hold off. on, wait, hold on. Pause, pause your rant. There you go. Just get off the you back. You have the open of me. floor. <laughs> Just get off the back. If you ever go out to, you know, Ovid, there's always that truck that's right on your ass as a driver. Freaking 318 out by Lago are the worst with that, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got to say. It's not a huge rant. It's just sometimes, you know, trucks. Uh, watch out for them on the road. And always got the stupid lift gates, the lift kits on them. Mm-hmm. Like, we get it. <laughs> yep. Anyway. No, the trucks were great. Um, had some controversy in the truck race because you had back markers just going at each other. <laughs> um, but it was good. And then Sunday was good as well. Um, didn't know what to expect. But I'm here to tell you, people, once you feel comfortable going back to sporting events, if you have the opportunity to go, go. Um, You've been to a football game, NASCAR. Nothing yep. different with you. Well, yes and no. <laughs> um Legroom. A lot of legroom. <laughs> I mean, hey, I don't think I really would have probably done this trip if I wasn't fully vaccinated. I am. Um, but I have to give a lot of credit to Richmond Raceway and not only their staff, but also volunteers. I don't think many people realize how much a lot of uh, really any sporting event leans on volunteers. Um, whether it's in the concession stands or anything like that. Um, they did a really superb job with reminding people about masks, just trying to do everything that they could. Um, you know, it big ups to Richmond Raceway and NASCAR because they did about as good as a job as you can do, uh, in my mind, with this deal. Um, it was really cool having the souvenir trailers, a few of them back. Um, there was a couple of displays, Chevrolet, Toyota had a display. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile was there. Really? So it was really cool. Have, it was cool having some displays there. Obviously, um, they have their own protocols and everything like that, too. And they were really great about that, too. Um, big shout-out to the guy who gave me a shout-out. So every, you know... Obviously, if it's like the Xfinity, formerly a nationwide, formerly Bush series, I'll wear my Gould's Pump Mike McLaughlin hat. You know, shout out Waterloo native, local, right? Well, I wore it for the truck race, even though Xfinity wasn't there. And I did get one shout out on it again. The streak continues at Richmond for when I've been, gone down there with it to three with it. Um, and then also a, a cool shout out. I told Nick this, obviously, in our friend group chat that we have. 
But shout out to Bill McAnally Racing. Uh, your pit crew slash road crew guys are incredibly chill. Uh, it was awesome talking to them for a few minutes in the hotel lobby where we both actually stayed at. Uh, and uh, well, hold the best Western Plus airport, Richmond Ooh, Airport. Look at this guy got money. Um, yeah, it was like seventy five a night. So <laughs> I wouldn't say I have money. <laughs> this guy stayed at the Best Western Plus. It wasn't like plus plus, like in the normal sense of Best Western Plus, but I'll take it. It wasn't the worst place I've stayed at. It wasn't the best, but you know. It wasn't like I was in the room all that much. Um, but um so shout out to the BM the the BMR guys. Uh they're really chill and hopefully if we ever cross paths again, I will buy you all a round of uh Except for, I think, two of them, some Voodoo Ranger, and the other two, some Coors Lights, who I'll have the Coors Light with because I'm not an IPA guy. Um, Damn. you got to be an IPA guy. Dude, we've gone over this. IPAs suck. Wow. If I wanted to drink liquefied poop, I'd drink liquefied poop. I am not happy. Anyway, back to NASCAR. Cup race on Sunday. Really great. Really exciting finish. Um, Kevin Harvick, Kevin Harvick pretty much actually blew a start to drive by the old cookie loft, cookie factory lofts. That's where Andrew, Andrew lived when he occasionally lived in watches. Every once in a while, you hear him watching. That's uh, where he lived in Richmond. He lived there. I drove by. Still nice in all its glory. Richmond's popping. It's a nice little growing uh, city there. Um, so that's in Virginia. Yes. How far to North Carolina are you? Well, I guess it depends where you, where you're exactly going, but Ashboro, Ashboro, which is Ashboro's probably That's where my sister lives. Well, if I'm thinking where Ashboro is actually right, probably it's near uh, where's North Carolina the university. Yeah, that's in Chapel Hill. That's in the Durham Raleigh yeah, area. It's, it's near there. Yeah, so I'll probably a couple hours, give or take. You can stop, say hi. I mean, I probably should have. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but um, can't wait to go back down again. Uh, I think next year, um, probably take a couple extra days personally and go when I go down because uh, I want to go to a couple of civil. Want to go to a couple of civil war sites. I want to go to Manassas, which is up in northern Virginia. Almost stopped at Harper's Ferry on the way down. If it wasn't kind of spitting rain, I think I would have at the time. Uh, I'm saying places that Nick has no idea where they are or what they are. I only have one question of a mm-hmm. stop. Did you stop at Sheets? Multiple times. <laughs> That's all I, I need to know. love me some Sheets. Oh, I have an updated chicken ranking too, by the way, which I told you. But I'm here to tell you people. I, you know, I'm not telling you how you where to eat, how you should eat. But um, Bojangles is still number one. But it's it's not by much, because I had Zaxby's for the first time. Yeah, Zaxby's. Come on, Zaxby's is Zaxby's is number two over Chick Fil A now. Wow, it is tremendous. What is it? Chicken burger. The Zaxby's chicken. I just said chicken. It's the chicken rig. Bojangles doesn't have a burger. (laughs) Chick Fil A doesn't have a burger. I thought this was fast food rankings. Nick, the Zaxby sauce is A1. The chicken's good. In all honesty, I've never had really a better coleslaw than I did at Zaxby's. It's really wild. But more importantly, their sweet tea 
Their sweet tea is actually better than Bojangles. Bojangles has the best sweet tea I ever had up until Friday night. Zaxby's. Never heard of it. So good. Have you heard of it before then? Yes. Because they, they were a sponsor in NASCAR for a number oh. of years. But Where is it? In the south, pretty much. I think they're creeping north, though. A lot of them are creeping north. Like, there's a Bojangles in Redding, Pennsylvania now. Stop. So, at Bo's? Yeah. Yes, I did on the way down. Stopped at the Bojangles in Winchester, Virginia. Had myself a Cajun, fil- a Cajun, Cajun filet biscuit sandwich, some Cajun fries, and a sweet tea. Now where's Popeye's? Right? <sighs> Probably like fifth or sixth. Behind KFC. Yeah, KFC's up there. I'm. Yeah. Actually, ooh. yeah. Well, either way, top three: Chick Fil A third, Saxby's two, Bojangles one. And then I had Waffle House a couple times because I had to, you know. So, what's your favorite NASCAR place to go? So. Well, personally for me, it's still Watkins Glen. I mean, there's nothing quite like your home track. I, I still get that really cool like adrenaline feeling coming over the last one of the last hills on County Route 16. And seeing the grandstands for the first time at Watkins Glen. Like, there's just something about it every time that gets me. Now, Richmond's cool, too. Like, Richmond, you know, I've I've been lucky. You know, it doesn't seem like a lot, but I've been to four tracks. I've been to Watkins, been to Richmond, been to Dover. But I've been to Daytona a number of times when I was a kid. So, Daytona's back up there on places I need to go to again. Got to get to Vegas. Yeah, well, I mean, ultimately, I want to go to at least every track at least once. I mean, that's... What about ballparks? Where? MLB ballparks. Oh, they're the same, yeah. What about, what about uh, golf courses? Oh, I mean, Augusta, obviously, for obvious <laughs> reasons, but... That would be cool. Though. I've always kind of wanted to go to, to uh, Sawgrass, though. I, I remember the... I remember going by Sawgrass um, when it first started really popping off there in the mid two thousands, uh, like coming back from Daytona. Um, you know, Sawgrass is one that I kind of always wanted to go to and see. And then obviously, like Pebble Beach, yeah, stuff I want, like I want to go to T T T T P C T P C Scottsdale. Yes, I, I want to go waste to management the, open. I want to go to <laughs> that. Uh, that, uh, you want to get rowdy? On the, co- yeah, you ball. want to get rowdy on the 16th, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my kind of golf right there. <laughs> but uh, keep it over on me. End of the show. Yeah, well, in the show, uh, who are you shouting out today, Nick? I'm shouting out today. I'm shouting out my brother's college friend, Sam Shields. Sam, a car guy. Shout out, Sam. Yeah, he's an Eagles guy, though. Not a not a cup of tea on uh, the football side of things, but. <laughs> But Sam is playing Paul in our fantasy basketball finals. Paul, do you think you can beat Sam? Absolutely. Why not? Shout out, Sam. Have a good one. And he, <laughs> it, where he is right now, it's only seven o'clock. Yeah. So he's a West, West Coast, Coast guy man. from the East Coast. Yep. As always, like, share, subscribe, all the fun stuff. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, we'll either be back next week or the week after. We're back in that point where there's not a ton of sports, you know, to talk about every week by week. But you never know. Like, share, subscribe. We'll see you next time. Fresh Takes Podcast, Russo and Felice.